Hey guys. <laughs> you got me. Yes. Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. Little sneaky bastard. I try. Sneaky, sneaky. I try. Oh, you gotta Recording be in that. three, two, one. <laughs> be quicker than that. What's up guys? How was your weeks? Ours was good. It's funny that you say weeks because we are a smidgen behind. A little bit. I apologize. Better uh, late than never. Yes. You guys, everything, hopefully you stick with us. We appreciate all your love and support and you'll see later down the road uh, with stuff that uh, comes happening? to fruition. You'll be like, oh, that oh okay. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize, but here we are. So, here we are. Yes. This week. This week. Uh, I wanted to try something a little bit different and see if you guys liked it, because I had a blast learning about it. Something a little bit different in the way of uh, gun nerdiness and education. Something I learned. I learned about a caliber that I didn't... I mean, I knew, I guess, kind of, I knew it existed, but I didn't know... That's what it was called, or it was a thing. So, the caliber's name is 38 ACP, or Automatic Colt Pistol. And that's like, well, that's... There's tons of 38 calibers, and there's quite a few different ACP calibers. And no, not 380, just 38. Interesting. It's also known as 38 Auto. Or 9x23mm SR. That part is important because there are other 9x23s. And the SR stands for semi-rimmed. So I had to dig into this caliber because we had a customer come in and was looking for it. And I'm like, I I don't understand. It's not 380. It's not 32. It's not any of that. So he brought the gun and it was a 1901 Colt. So pre-1903, like, uh, pocket guns. You know, little grip safety. Uh, fun fact, the same gun that uh, the owner of the Continental uses in John Wick 3, mm -hmm. that is a Colt 1903. So the earlier edition of that would be the 1901. Correct. Uh, it was designed in 1900 by Mr. J.M.B. himself, John Moses Browning. All hail. Yeah. So I'm going to go through the ballistics real quick, and you nerds will start to see something a little similar. Pushes a 115 grain bullet at 1150 feet per second. Pushes a 125 grain bullet, 1100 feet per second. Pushes a 130 grain bullet, 1040. That kind of sounds like our 9mm competition loads. Yeah. I'm slightly hotter than that. Mm -hmm. Here's the second set of, uh, well, here, we'll start with this. The older 38 ACP cartridge, like I said, goes those feet per second. It was aimed to go more military-isk, but it took too long to develop, so they wanted to stick with the 45. Where Europe decided, hey, we really like this 9mm Parabellum. We're going to go with this one. Roughly the same bullet diameter. Actually, exactly the same bullet diameter. Mm -hmm. uh, shorter casing, higher pressure. So, 
the three the thirty eight ACP was left out to pasture until nineteen twenty nine rolls around and they introduce thirty eight super. Most people know thirty eight super because we still shoot a variant of it today mm-hmm. in competition. Thirty eight supers numbers are one hundred and thirty grain bullet at twelve fifteen. 115 grain, 1450, 147 grain, 1225, 130 grain Remington UMC, 1215, so on and so forth. So, when you look at the case length, overall length, everything, 38 ACP and 38 Super are the same cartridge, with the exception of the internal load data. I was like, oh, okay, because when he brought the bullet in, I'm like, this is a 38 Super. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, 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 no. I remember my grandpa telling me, never, ever, ever shoot 38 Super through this. Okay. So as I was researching this for him, I learned that originally when 38 Super came out, American Ammo Companies initially exclusively made 38 Super in nickel casing. You couldn't have brass 38 Super. That's not how they did it. It was all nickel cased to differentiate 38 ACP and 38 Super. But then in 1974, they moved to make or to marking all 38 Super as plus P. Which is why we have never seen regular 38 Super. Yeah, that's not marked plus P. Every box right. of 38 Super says plus P. Growing up around a gun store, I always thought, I was like, wait, wait, do they not make regular 38 Super? Right. Like, everything is plus P. And then, it, of course, everyone asks, like, I don't know if my gun can handle plus P. Was it 38 Super? Yes, because that's all they make. Right. But I didn't know why. I never, like, researched into it. And it's because 38 Super is just the hot boy version of 38 ACP. Which is very cool. Yeah, I had no idea. I, have, I do. I have people ask all the time. They're like, well, I mean, how do, how do I know if my 38 Super will take plus P? I've never seen anything other than plus P. Why right. wouldn't it? Yeah. Send it. Send it. And basically, 38 ACP is just nine regular 9 version of like, what's well, 9 pressures out of a 38 Super. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was fascinating. I, I sat there and I'm learning. I'm looking. The guy's like, uh, sir, can you find this ammo? Or I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, none of my distributors carry this. Some of them never even heard of it. Uh, but there are places out there that still make it. And it would actually be relatively easy to make because it is just super ammo yeah. that's 30, downloaded. Yeah, 38 super, not plus B. Right. It's so, cool. I just wanted to share that with you guys. I thought it was super interesting. I, it's something I never knew. But it's always in the back of my mind, like, every time. And it's not a, a super big occurrence that people come in and ask for super anymore. But when they do, it's always like, why, why the fuck is this always plus P? Right. Can I not get some regular shit? Right. Yeah, definitely something that's we've both encountered tons of instances over the last decade and a half. <laughs> yeah. And just kaboom. Well, there you go. That's what it is. And they also made a 38 ACP in 1911s. Just really? Just forewarning you. Yes, they are out there. Wow. 
And there's a lot of uh, star pistols, I believe, have them. And they are actually marked uh, for 9 and 38 ACP. Hmm. Not, it, not, uh, not standard Parabellum. I forgot what other 9 it's for. But, yeah, I just found it interesting. I just wanted to share it for you guys. So, this week in shooting, we haven't done too much. Uh, got a shortish dry fire session in, uh, sometime with my gun handling, and then I got one live fire session in there. Um, how about you? Uh, I've been getting the rifles ready for Illinois. You've been tinkering an awful lot. <laughs> feel like I'm under pressure. Uh, one is pretty well sorted, ready to go. The other one I'm trying to get ready. Uh, and that will serve as the backup. Because uh, it's not where I want it to be, but I don't have time to make it where I want it to be. So it's going to have to do. Yeah. We did get a question regarding how our last week was. Um, came in yesterday. It was, what things are you currently working on in your training? Uh, a lot of my dry fire, the little bit that I'm getting in right now, is actually mounting the gun. Uh, just whether it's walking into like a position or from the start position, because it's not something I do all that often. Mm -hmm. um, so just trying to get that motion in. Or coming into a position, um, I feel like I'm getting a lot quicker at it. And wide transitions with uh, a rifle has kind of got me a little, uh, little messed up because it's like I have been using an occluded dot on the rifle to really stop being sucked, and I really found myself when it wasn't like looking through the tube and getting sucked in. So I was like, let me cover this up and get my eyes more open to see those other targets to I think with your with your cheek braced and it being like directly in your line of sight, it's way different than having the pistol at arm's length and having the optic out all the way out there. So I feel like it would it would be harder to stay target focused and not be sucked into the dot on a rifle. It is a little different, and that's why on the other rifle, the optic I want has not come in yet. Because I want to try something a little different with it. More parts? Uh, more optics. It's not the same. <laughs> different category. Same. No, I just wanted a bigger, a bigger window and a low profile, like, you know, housing. And I really, uh, I think the, the one that I'm going to try for this one is the Holosun AEMS. So it's boxy. Mm -hmm. um, it's basically like the 510, but completely enclosed and smaller. Yeah. And ADM makes a tall mount, which I prefer, for it finally. So it's like a perfect mix. A little pedestal for your perfect trophy. Yes. Good. So, that's what I would like to have done. Uh, if I can't get the backup sorted, uh, I'm moving the laser over to the main gun. Um, I should have two, but something about parts. Yeah. There's like a tariff on parts right now, so. Lots of parts. <laughs> tariff. 
Um, I, outside of messing around with just a little bit on trigger work and like getting a good proper grip right off the draw, I haven't done too much with dry fire. Uh, my live fire session tonight was just a little local outlaw practice night. Uh, I shot semi-conservatively for like the first two thirds. The last bit there, I like really like tore open and let it rip. Like, and I didn't drop nearly as many points as the last time I did that, which is fantastic. Same amount of targets and everything, but I was keeping better hold on the gun, which goes to prove that the grip that you guys have been drilling into my head, you and everybody else who goes, oh, Tony, tell me about my grip, you should listen to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. So I did work on that a little bit, and uh, it did pay off really well. I, I shot well tonight. I was happy with my performance. Obviously, it could have been way better, and I, I rushed a few things, but way better than it normally is when I really, really push the speed. So That's good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's uh, knock out some shooting sports congratulations. Uh, up first, we had the Ryan Rocks Charity Blast. So, high overall, Caleb Smith with, I assume that says PCC. It does say PCC. It was somebody, an autocorrect. Somebody, Shut up. Somebody stuttered a little bit when they were typing. PPCC. <laughs> high lady was Janelle Schroeder. In Curry Optics. Open first place was Joe Robinson, followed by Jeff Morse, and third, Walt Pagel. PCC, as stated, Caleb Smith took first, second, Riley Fox, third, Brian Weiss. And Curry Optics, we have Lane Nelson, Ryan Zembriski, and Jacob Walker. Honorable mention, Mr. Alex Mansfield, aka Manny, aka the most awesomest podcaster ever. And you can catch him out every week on Manny Talk Shooting. And he's very consistent, not like us. Yes, he's much more consistent than we are. <laughs> but please don't leave us. <laughs> uh, limited, won by our friend Steve Galka. Yay! Team Carne Custom Shooter. Mm-hmm. Second, Rinlin Zhang. Third place, David Thomas. And there were actually production shooters, so we'll go through those. We have first place, Matthew Krajniak, second, Kevin Schaefer, and third, our buddy, Andrew Roderick. Great job, dude. Congratulations. Uh, another big one happened this past weekend, and that is Area 3. Had 378 shooters. Ryan Rocks had about 98, I want to say. Yeah. Just under 100. I mean, not on apples to apples. I mean, this is an area match, right. but... True. This is a pretty good turnout. Uh, hi, overall. Casey Eusebio in open. Hi, lady. Jesse Harrison. Like a match made in heaven. These two are so goddamn cute. <laughs> good job, guys. Uh, open, as stated, Casey Eusebio took it. Second place... Eric Range Panda Steiner. Third place, Aaron Edens. PCC, first place, Andre DeSautel. Second, John McLean. John Fenty Hans McLean, I think. Uh, and then third, Renante David. Carry Optics was won by Max Michelle. Second place, Nils Jonathan. Third place, Luke Cowell. And Limited. 
We have Shane Coley in first, Blake Miguez for second, and Gianni Giordano in third. And production actually had some names that I haven't seen in a while. So it's good to see these names. First place, Jacob Hetherington. Second place, Casey Reed. Third place, Stephen Lutman. Good job, guys. Congrats, man. It's good to see you guys back out there killing it. A3 was... It looked awesome. Mm-hmm. So. And some gun news. We do have, we have some gun news. tons for you guys this week. Well, not tons, but... Tons. It feels like tons. The show notes are all spread out. <laughs> uh, so, there's a new one that you were excited about telling me about. Yeah, but talk about the money savings first. Get that out of the way. Well, so it's not a new gun, but it is a new price point, and it is very exciting. So everyone loves the Shield Plus. Everyone who shot one loves one. You shot one. You loved one. You bought one. Then okay. I shot it. Then I loved it. Then I took it. Then you took it back. Yes. So there's all that. But you guys know we like the Shield Plus a lot. Um, if you haven't had a chance to shoot one, you definitely should. Smith has dropped their price point by over $100 on most models. On all of their show pluses. And all variations. So, the 30 super carries, the 9mm, the with the safety models, the without the safety models, the optics ready models, the performance center models, the performance center with the shield RMSC optics, all of them. All of the models have been dropped in price. I think there's like 14 models that they had for the shield plus and they have all their new pricing is listed on their website so what's that make it for like a basic shield plus basic shield plus uh i want to say it was like, it's like 140 bucks off or something so what's the msrp on the new one 4.99 so you're talking street price is going to be like 3.79 right around there yeah that's uh that's that's super cheap. That's you're only spending like fifty that's, bucks so more than tourist pricing. I was gonna say to give you an idea, they're like incredibly close to Ruger Max Nine pricing, yeah. like like side to sides, like the optics ready one, and the op you know the obviously the Max Nine is optics ready on all their models. If you go with the optics ready upgraded sight model with the night sight on it, they are both the exact same price. Wow. Which is insane. So awesome job. So happy Smith did that. I don't sell a lot of those Max Nines, do you? No. Yeah, I don't either. But I'd now, like to now shoot but one. now I won't sell any now that they're yeah. the same price as the shield. I don't know. I was interested to try it. Because I think the Max Nine feels comfortable. And I became severely less interested when Ruger said that they Supported the ETF. Yeah, that was weird. Anyway, uh, speaking of people that don't support the ETF, and uh, basically said the nicest way to fuck off and fuck you, uh, the CEO of Smith & Wesson. Uh, we'll make it one of the pictures uh, on Instagram. Instagram for the show. On Facebook. Uh, you can see it. It was very well worded, and clearly he is a very good professional or he has people that are very good wordsmiths wordsmiths <laughs> uh, basically saying that you know 
a Smith & Wesson has never walked in somewhere and committed a crime. Never robbed a woman while she was out for a jog. Right. Like, all these fantastic things. Instead, we are enabling citizens to defend themselves against those who cause them harm. Like, it, it, it was very well worded. Right. Very well worded. Yeah, so kudos to uh, Mr. Mark Smith. He's the president and CEO of Smith & Wesson. Uh, well done, sir. I am yet still a proud Smith & Wesson proclaimed fanboy. fanboy from everyone. Fanboy! Uh, so, <laughs> continuing with the fanboyism, there's another Smith & Wesson coming out that I want. Of course there is. Uh, you want to shoot this as well. I, I do. I want to shoot it, yes. So, Smith & Wesson decided we need to be the first at something again. So let's make a revolver that shoots the three fifty Legend. Okay? Fantastic. You have my attention. Right. It's built on the X-Frame, which for those of you that are like, how's an X-Frame? The X-Frame is the same frame that the Smith & Wesson 500 and the 460 are built on. It's the big boy. The big one. Well, it has to be for that cartridge. I mean, yeah, it's... I'm surprised they didn't make a Z-Frame for this thing. This is Yeah, the 500, though, has more power behind it, though. This just happens to be a long cartridge, so I think the frame already kind of fit it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it makes sense. So we're talking a revolver with an MSRP of fifteen ninety nine. Which, yeah, ouch. It's it's a little pricey. But seven rounds, moon clip, three fifty legend out of a seven and a half inch single ported barrel. Yes. It sounds fantastic. All the yes. And uh, because it's an X frame, er, there's already tons of people out there that make a rear sight replacement to put a rail, to put a red dot. This is a handgun hunter's dream mm -hmm. let's go yep 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 yeah so i totally need one of these i'll put it on the list um smith if you're listening i would love to i'll tell you what you get us one i'll take jackie hunting for the first time ever with one really yeah That'd we'll go de we'll go deer hunting with the 350 legend and confident we'll take a deer That'd be exciting. I love me some venison. So, there's my offer, Smith. You don't have to give it to me. I'll buy it. I just need to be able to get one. Right. <laughs> but if right. you give it, that'd be cool, too. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say no to, <laughs> a, to a free one. So, let me put this first. Uh, first and foremost, the free would be better. Right. The second, I'll pay for it. Just make sure I get one. Right. So... We can jump off the Smith & Wesson train now, yeah, even though they're... Uh, doo -doo, leaving the station. M&B, 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 M&B. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you've been thinking about that long and hard, haven't you? I just came up with it. This little brain train. So, SIG has come out with their newest version of their 365 okay, line. Okay, stop right there. Stop right there. Before we talk about this gun. Can we please talk about how many variations do we have of the 365 at this moment? Let's count them out. Are you talking about like specialties like Zed Period. and things like that? 
So, okay. Period. So, you have a 365. Yes. In multiple colors. No, no, we don't have to do the color. Okay. 365. Mm-hmm. 365X. 365XL. Uh-huh. 365SAS. 360... That's just a sight difference. No, no, no. No. Because oh, it also is also control difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fine, I'll give you that one. So, the SAS. And you have the Specter Comp. Specter Comp. Think. So that's five. You have the regular Specter. Yes. I. Then you gotta count the Zev specialty cards. Yes, you too. do. Okay, so then seven. Yes. Okay, I, I'm already on my second hand. I'm okay. feeling like we should stop. <laughs> and now we have the, you said the Specter Comp. Mm-hmm. And now we have the Macro. Rony, with the chicken's drips. No, really. It's called the 365X Macro. It is. Rony. <laughs> so, I... She was wanting to do this all night. You understand why we had to put gun news in, like, the middle of the show? Uh, she wouldn't have made it through the first half. <laughs> so, there's... I, we'll get back to that problem in a second. Let's talk about the macro. So you can... I'll talk about the macro so you can breathe. We're not going to be able to call it the macro the rest of the show. <laughs> How about just Mac? And cheese. Oh, my God. Oh, yummy. Okay. This new 365. Yes, the new 365XM radio. <laughs> <laughs> See, you can't do anything with this gun without making fun of it. Except. We're not making fun. We're, we're enjoying the thoughts of food. All right. So. Picture the Spectre Comp upper. Well, not the same. So now it has like traditional SIG slide serrations, not fancy. Sun, sun ray looking ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House of the Rising Sun flag looking type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, now it's just a regular SIG Spectre slide. Uh, Spectre Comp slide with formal. Anyway, with a newly designed frame, same FCU, newly designed frame. Feels like their P322. So we luckily had the macro and the 322 at the same time. The macro is bigger. We put them side by side. Okay. It is larger. Not we didn't. I'm not saying like oh the mags are gonna fit. No, but it really does feel the same. Yeah. So it's larger, but that also ups the capacity. So they have this gun, flush fitting mag, slightly larger. It's not as large as a three twenty. It's still smaller than the three twenty X compact. Right. Which but bigger I have. than the XL. Right. So like halfway between the two, I'd say. Right. Comfortably. And it holds seventeen plus one. Which is phenomenal because the X compact is fifteen. Yeah. I mean it's it's crazy. I look at that and I'm like, this this sucks. Right. They have redesigned what Micro 9 looks like. And even taking full-size 9 or mid-size 9, you know, this is a mid-size, mid-size to compact. Yeah. It's not a sub, but it's a mid-size to compact frame with 17 rounds. Yeah. And now this frame now has uh, interchangeable uh, back straps. Can you imagine if they redesigned, if SIG with the technology that they're using to do this, if they redesigned the 320 mags? So, I think they had to redesign the frames because 
forever, they're like, oh yeah, this is a medium frame. We're going to make small and large. Hey, where's that large frame? We're going to make small and large. Mm-hmm. Years later. Hey, where's that large frame? We're going to make small and large. Mm-hmm. I have countless grip modules. I have two large SIG grip modules. One of them is a Legion, and one of those, them is an X-Compact. Those are the only two I've ever seen. Right. And this gun it. has been out for how long now? Long time. Yeah. So I'm assuming that they're like, you know what? It really makes more sense for us just to make a frame than cut out a little bit on the back and make little extra bits for the back. Mm-hmm. So, three different grip back strap sizes. Yes. Small, medium, large. Medium comes on it. And the frame Two extends... flush 17-round mags. Yes. And the frame extends all the way to the end of the slide. So it is basically a full dust cover length XL. Mm-hmm. And SIG has apparently thrown in the white towel... I said, you know what? This proprietary rail shit, people don't want. Yep. Let's just put a regular 1913 rail on it. Which is fantastic. Yay. Hit the party poppers. Finally. That was good. We don't even need sound effect buttons on this. (laughs) You're so good. So I would have loved to have been in the board meeting for that one. Like, guys, can we just, can we stop proprietary rail? Right. Can we, I give up. Please stop. What I did really like a lot is that the mags in the new 17 round, like it uses, we all know it uses the 365 FCU. Mm -hmm. So it must take those mags, right? Because it's using a 365 upper as well. It does. 17 round mags that will fit into your 365 your x and your xl i'm so glad i didn't go out and buy a bunch of 15 rounders for you so am i <laughs> because that was on that's seriously i don't have a whole lot of things on my like wish list want list my to-do list with guns like things to buy and things to tinker with that's kind of your division and then i see things and i'm like oh i'm taking that because i like it and but i don't i'm not going out and picking out things so i had what, three 15-rounders on my list of things we were going to get yeah. after, you know, the Illinois match at the end of the month? Yeah, because you want to shoot Bamalam in matches, and you want to yeah. have proper magazines. I am so happy that I didn't do that. Now we just need to figure out if someone is making already or someone's going to make the sleeve to fill in that space. Eh, sleeve sleeve. You don't I need like- a sleeve. I like the sleeve. I think it would be interesting to see what they do with the sleeve. Yeah. If it would just look like a longer version of the 15. And from perusing other videos, speaking of their magazines, I believe Taryn is coming out with a plus two. Yes. I can't find it anywhere. I just saw it on the video he tested. Mm-hmm. And he threw in that mag with his little base pad on. I'm like, what the hell is that? But he never went back to talk about it. No. Right. Yeah. We, back. The ultimate teaser. Right. Hey, I know stop. you're I know you're here for the goods. Just watch but I'm not gonna answer yeah. any questions. Stop with the fucking voices. Go back and talk about the fucking base pad. <laughs> so I've only gotten a chance to hold it. Oh, it also comes with the X flat trigger. Mm-hmm. 
I've only gotten a chance to hold it. It feels amazing. Uh, still got the same shitty 365 trigger, but they do break in nicely. Mm-hmm. But from the when they're brand new, they're mushy. They're, yeah. they're not that good. One of us, hint, not me, got to shoot it. Tonight, actually. Uh, I shot 20 rounds through it. And... I mean, at 30 feet, everything was, like, in a fist size, like, the front of my knuckles, like, the like the top knuckle area. If I, was like, made a fist like I was going to punch a paper, those 10 stayed inside of that area. And then I did that again on the, the head box. So, I was, I was happy with it. Uh, I totally agree with you on the trigger. Um, I was like, oh, my God. Like, every time I pulled the trigger, I was like... Fuck, I'm so spoiled. (laughs) Uh, So I totally noticed that. I will say that I would like to try the different back straps. I tried the medium because that's what came on it. Um, It was someone else's gun they let me try out when they picked it up. Um, But I tried it with the medium. I'd like to see how it feels with the small and with the large. Because I don't know if it felt too big or too small. It just didn't feel... It was odd. Okay. Like, the uh, the shape of the backstrap, to me, was odd. Like, I enjoyed shooting my Spectrocomp with the 15-round mag more than I did this one as far as how the grip felt in my hand. It, it shot great. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, I can't complain. I mean, the top is the same as mine, so, you know, the limited muzzle flip, all of that was fantastic. But the grip itself, it left something to be desired. For me. Yeah, I think this gun is really the kickoff for... It's another race war. I yeah. feel like this is the start of another race war. Yeah, I think it's... We're, we're like in a new renaissance for pistol development. You know, a pitcher taking that same technology and moving it to like a full-size 320 platform. Mm-hmm. What does that look like as far as capacity? You know, are we going to start seeing flush fit mags in the 22s, 23s? Right. It's got to be around the corner. I right. mean, now you're having a gun that, you know, look look at the Hellcat Pro. I mean, that's... That's a very small gun to be holding 15 rounds. Right. So now let's explode, you know, let, let, let's expand that gun to a full size while maintaining the same technology. Right. I think we're... We're very close to people just, you know, doing a big reset on what capacity and everything looks like. Yeah. And what I think is really interesting is that if you remember four years back, five years, about four years back, the very first micro-compact 9mm with a capacity like that that wasn't a big, chunky, bulky Caltech, I love you, but Caltech, um, was the 365. When that gun came out, it revolutionized what the Carry 9 looked like. Mm-hmm. And it became a race war. Everyone, every single company started cranking out, like, right, five, what, within a year. Five, of them, five more came out from other companies, similar, just trying to compete, trying to compete, trying to compete. And then Glock's like, 
Oh, we can do Micro Compact 9 too. 10 rounds. Why is it as big as a 19? Mm-hmm. It's funny. You were going to make fun of Glock. I was going to make fun of CZ and go, when we finally reach this point of oh having... Oh, my God. Oh, their know, M series. 15 oh rounds. They're going to be like, hey, guys, we came out with something that holds 10. No, they're single stack six round. They're I know. P10M. <laughs> That's why I'm saying in oh five God. years, they're oh. like, hey, guys, we made a 10 rounder. That's funny. It's time. That's funny. Like, they're the guys that, like, finally, like, get fit enough and they're like hey guys i'm here and like no one's around (laughs) (laughs) we've moved on right so funny guys i finally got the iphone 7 yeah crickets crickets 13 drops (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i think that this gun is going to do for the mid and full size market what their 365 did for the micro nines as far as the, all the other companies goes that's what i that's what i see coming out i see other companies trying to do what they just did with theirs with their own guns sure trying to add capacity i don't you know glock's never going to change so i can say can't say glock but uh, everybody else thing, I, I don't think they have a choice something's got to give they got to start using thinner polymer yeah. something's gonna give you know, it's, it's one of those things, like, yeah, you're an industry standard, but at one point, it you know, you have to, you have to keep evolving the times. or die. Right. Um, one other tidbit of gun news before we go on to the questions to finish off. Nighthawk has officially sent out an email that I believe you can now order their 30 Super Curry 1911. They don't give prices. Um, it's the only 1911 that doesn't have a price on their website. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess based off what the gun, what, what package the gun looks like, it's going to be every bit of like four grand. Jesus. So, but that yeah, is it's Nighthawk. A, I mean, it's a lot to invest in a gun that doesn't have like a steady following on the caliber yet. Well, not yet, but I mean, they were the chosen ones for that, just like Smith & Wesson. Yeah. So... The cool thing is, you're talking a single stack, full size, you know, 30 super carry, full size 1911. Its capacity is 12 plus one. That's pretty cool. Can you shoot 30 super no. carry? Okay. Doesn't meet the requirements. Okay. Timmy already brought that up. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, imagine if they bumped down the, you know, minimum bullet diameter mm-hmm. to. 32, which would then be 30 super carry. Yeah. And then you'd be able to have 12 plus 1, and all of a sudden, all the production guys are, what the fuck? Hey, single stack, single stack. <laughs> Bunny. Not gonna happen. Oh, it was worth a shot. All right. Um, let's jump into some questions. We'll finish off with that. Area 3, period. Okay. We kind of talked about it. Uh, I heard it was a great Check match. Check it off the list. <laughs> uh, why drama stays on the internet? Honestly, I haven't paid too much attention. Uh, same reason I haven't been able to put the podcast out that often. I've had a lot of shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, professionally and personally. So, I've been busy. I haven't really been paying attention to much drama. What about you? I haven't noticed like any like new drama, but I... You know, just drama in general. Yeah. Like when it when it pops up, it's like a forever 
it's like, you know, un until the dead horse has been beaten several days in a row after being dead, that's when it kind of teeters off. Well, I know you've been excessive. You've been busy helping me, so yeah, I really don't have an answer on that one. Uh, how a revolt would actually work in USPSA? I mean, it's kind of how America came to be. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. I mean, they work, you know, and they work for a reason. Yeah, it's less like the British are coming, the British are coming, and more like the border's coming, the border's coming. Yeah. Uh, talk about world shoot predictions, expectations from the U.S. team. We're going to cover that in the weeks to come once stuff more becomes available on who's on the team and stuff like that. Because I'm going to be honest, I don't know who's all going. I know some of the players that are going. I'm a little confused because one of the guys that should be going isn't because he's currently on suspension. Ben's the reigning champion how would he not be invited huh so so if he's on suspension for uspsa does he not qualify to shoot ipsic no because ipsic is uspsa is a part of ipsic yeah but that's like your big sister going you're in trouble and mom going no they're not so i, I i'm not sure if i have to look at the rules uh eric you probably know off the top of your head so send me a text I think previous champions automatically qualify. I don't think they have to go through the qualifying of the shooting war or shooting national shooting this mm -hmm. uh, shooting area stuff like that to qualify for it. I think they get an instant ticket. I think it's a little weird that he's not going to be there. Very. Um, he should be there. Agreed. Uh, so we'll cover more about World Shoot in the coming weeks leading up to it. It doesn't start until November nineteenth, I think. Correct. So. Uh, last question. If USPSA implode, man, you guys are so positive. Right. Optimistic to the 10th. <laughs> if USPSA implodes, what shooting sport would you gravitate to? Ipsic, create your own, all valid, etc., etc. Uh, um, so I feel like I shouldn't be allowed to start my own sport because the rules would be ridiculous. It would be like Drew Carey's game show. The rules are made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> But uh, I wouldn't be opposed to dabbling in IDPA, and that's only because I am a little bit more focused on accuracy than speed, so I feel like I would score better in <laughs> IDPA, although the rules would drive me insane. Oh, um, that is bad, For Ipsic, uh, we don't have a whole lot nearby. Well, no, but I mean... So I, I would not be opposed to Ipsic coming in and going, USPSA, fuck off. And now you are an Ipsic region. Instead of the it's, USPSA. Well, I mean, so we are the Ipsic region. USPSA right. is the Ipsic region here. But right. I would like, if, I would not be opposed to, I mean, I don't want it because there's a lot of changes that have to happen. But if that was the only way to continue having that type, I'm, I'm all for it. Right. Ipsic coming in like, hey, guess what? You guys are going to have to change your base pads. Um, going to have to change a couple rules. I'll tell you one thing that cuts down on is... Magnets. Uh, no, they have plenty of yeah, magnets. In all divisions? Yeah, I believe so. They have race holsters in production. Time. So. Why is USPSA dragging their feet on all this Because we're America and they think they can do it better. Well, okay. 
Uh, it will cut down on uh, those uh, B class that think they're GM guys that have ninety second or ninety minute make readies because you can't take a sight picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't exit the shooting area for an advantage. Now, there's some key differences that would change. They don't have one forty one. Point two five or 171.25 magazines. They are 140 and 170. That is it. That is all, no more, no less. Correct. Well, less, but not more. Uh, they actually measure trigger pull weight. Really? Yes. They have a minimum? Yes. What is it? Uh, it is three and a half. Throw out all the guns, strikers. start from scratch. For strikers. And then there's certain poundage and stuff. I think it's three and a half or three. Anyway, your SIG would not qualify. It's too light. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, made that. Nice. That's my doing, damn it. Yeah, anyway, uh, I would not be opposed to IPSC. I think it would offer a cool challenge, a cool change, and we wouldn't have to change too much. It was just a lot of small changes. Yeah. I would and am going to shoot some IDPA. I have some students that want to do it. Uh, so... I'm going to support them and go shoot it. And I've never shot an IDPA match before, so I do want to shoot one. If not this season after Illinois, then... Yeah, well, fine. There's plenty of locals that still do it around us. We used to be heavy IDPA region. It's kind of teetered off, but they're still there. Um, I would, honestly, if, if there was no practical shooting aside from, like, IDPA, I probably would end up gravitating towards... Either shotgun sports again, or seeing if I could bring out uh, Max Lee Grandis's uh, PSCL league, the little two gun league he started with the little triangle looking target thing. Mm-hmm. I would totally be down for that. That'd be fun. Well thought out. You know, it's designed by a competitor, so it's got all the makings of a good, a good show. So, yeah, I think I, I mean, I want to shoot more shotgun stuff and more regularly. It's obviously it's hard, like, you know, leading up to like big matches and stuff like that, but that doesn't matter to us this month because it's national shooting sports month. So we're going to shoot all of the things. We're going to shoot shotguns this weekend, actually. Yep. And the weekend after that is Illinois. Lots and lots of kaboomies. Yep. Boomsticks. Um, and that was the last question, was what sport would you gravitate to? So. Well, that's it, guys, uh, for this week. We'll be back next week on time. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for the support and reaching out when uh, I don't put one up. I do apologize. I promise it will iron itself out shortly. Uh, just got, I got life happening. And for the better. So, uh, sorry it takes some time away, but I appreciate you guys. Uh, love you guys for the support. If you got any questions, comments, concerns, reach out to us in the social media. It's everything at Laugh and Load. Uh, if you want to reach us by email, uh, it's at Pewtime Pod- Pew Pew Pod- Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, shirts, hats, and cool shit are on the website. We have a new hat coming out. Uh, hopefully, the test will be here soon yes and uh i'm very excited for that one i am too i think it looks amazing 
So look forward to that. If you want to grab one of the shirts or hats that are currently offered, you can reach it at laughandload.com. You got anything? We love you. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll talk to you next hey. week. You okay? Macaroni. Jesus. We'll see you next week, guys. Love you. Bye.